Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you'd never really ask for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GT Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome. How are you, Tom? I'm good. I'm on call this weekend, oh. so busy. Always busy. working. Always working. Always on. You know, gotta be. You know, dedicated to the cause. You know, I just found out some devastating news, mm-hmm. Dr. Tom. I I did a... You know, I've talked about it before. Remember how I haven't been drinking and I've yeah. been eating right. And the results well. the results for a, a prize for first place um, has been announced. And I didn't get it. I'm... And incredibly shocked. I'm I mean I'm shocked. I was I was always shocked. I'm waiting to see who the winner was because the announcement was made, but I can't find them, so I can't troll them and send them a message on Instagram <laughs> going, How dare you think that you're you were better than me? Because like I did not deserve to lose. First of all, I'm not a good loser. Don't ever put me on a TV reality <laughs> program, Tom. I'm serious. I have you seen the episode of Friends? Yeah. With Joey Losers. Yeah. And, and they're like, Joey, you face. should actually, you know, rehearse your losing face. And he's like, Why? <laughs> That's really me. I'm like, why do I have to? Okay, fine. I'll, you know, I'll come up with a losing face, but I'll, ne- <laughs> I'll never have to use it. So it's happened, and I don't know how to react. Well, I, um, all, all I'm, sh- I, I'm shocked. I, all I'm I can shocked. say is that your results speak for themselves, and I don't really believe that anybody could have got better results than you. So any win there would have been. Like- I mean, you know what? This is how it feels like when one of the girls who deserves to win doesn't really win because exactly. there's a storyline. There we and go. It's I can't. Purposes. I can only be the best that I can be, which is amazing. But I can't control a narrative that's already in place. Do you know who and you this are? Is exa- who am I? You're Chanel, and this other person is Rebecca Glasscock. Chanel. Chanel. I, you know what? It is what it is. What's done is done. So yeah, I'm not happy about it, but. All I can say is I, I validate how you feel and um, feel your feelings. <laughs> Thank you. Now, so today's episode, we already know what's going to be a branding challenge. We know this from last week's preview. It it's it going is. to be around soda. So it's kind of like season 12, isn't it? How they did the highly hydrates. Yes. <laughs> But it, it's also quite akin to the season one of Drag Race UK, Drag Race UK. where they did the bottled water. It's, it feels actually very quite similar from what they showed I'm us. Dripping. I'm dripping. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's a similar sort of brand of drink sort of challenge. But we do get things like this every season. It tends to be the girls who have a strong sense of identity and who are quite funny and can write and perform a little skit who do well. Absolutely. So, okay. Well, given that, mm-hmm. what are your predictions? Who are going to do well and who are going to suffer? From what we know of the queens, what we've seen. Mm-hmm. So we have had an acting challenge. It's, it's the, the flag factory. <laughs> the flag factory. We had the flag factory happen. And yeah. so we, for me, who I think is going to do well in this episode with branding is going to be Simone, Tina Burner, Candy and Rosé. I can't disagree with you there. I think Rosé stands out for me because she's almost got this kind of... Alaska-esque all-rounder kind of quality and Alaska was fantastic in her branding challenge Red for Filth Mm. Um, but let's not forget her sister Jan was sent home on her branding challenge for being too shrill of all things Jan Mm. shrill never Mm. yeah I mean Um, Simone has a really strong sense of her own identity I'm sure she can channel that into this Candy Candy is going to go one of two ways for Candy it's either an opportunity for her personality to shine or it just completely misfires 
Mm, yeah, I mean, she's got the she has the personality that people who are wanting. If I want to sell a product mm-hmm. and I know that I need some of the energy, yeah, I would rely on Candy. I yeah. can rely on her to sell a product if that's the energy I want. Yes. Now, if she gets to choose this because it's her own branding, mm-hmm. then I think this will be fine. Do you know what? It's going to be down to the judges. It, well, well, a silly obvious thing to say, but what I mean is they love Candy's personality. They've really not minded when she's just being candy, just being candy quite frequently. Mm. And all that will be asked of her here is to be candy. Even when but- she wasn't candy, which was the uh, that backstage Rossi, Rossi oh, yeah, show. Rossi, yeah. Then they were like, oh my God, you were amazing. And I'm like, mm. were we watching the same show? That like, was, what? That was iffy judging that week. No shade, no shade. But yeah. uh, come on, come on. Anyway, so we do know that that's what we're going to be looking at today. Before we get into that, let's look at social media. Dr. Tom, mm-hmm. and this kind of blends in with our reviews. Okay, so, oh, first of all, we um, congratulations to Lawrence. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy that she won because yeah. I got us tickets to go yeah. see Lawrence and um, Donna Trump in Manchester Pride this year so we got tickets to I, see the winner I'm, of UK Drag Race I bet the price of those tickets have gone up since then exactly. <laughs> I bet you they sold out now yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're going to be seeing her and we're also seeing the Holland girls now the girls yeah. from Holland it's Sidagine and Janae JK. JK they're coming to the Liverpool area Yes, and we're going to be seeing them as well so we got something lined up for us at least after this lockdown so there's something to look forward to now you got a lovely message a screenshot which is of a review that was done of course yes. you know what we're doing we're trying to get um, our goal is to have 20 reviews mm-hmm. done by the end of season 13. So far, we've got six, but now we've got another one that we was have. sent to us. And so now we have seven. So do you want to read out this review, Tom? It's from Faye, who did this review on Podcast Addict. Mm. Podcast Addict, everybody. And yet another platform where our wonderful podcast can be found. <laughs> um, so Faye um, says, love this podcast, not only the first but they are lovely and really entertaining to listen to. I like the dynamic between them. It really works well. A pair of sweethearts. I like that. I can Aww. get on board with that. So Faye is... I'll take it. Faye lives in Lisbon in Portugal. Um, so she's... When we see the little, you know, dots light up on the map, she's our Portuguese she's our Lisbon, listener. our representative. Thank you very, very much, Faye. Such Thank you very review. much for that. Yeah. And again, if you haven't yet written us a review and you'd want a little bit of a shout out, a little <laughs> bit of a moment in the lights, please uh, take some time out. Pause. Pause the podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Do it. Pause it now. <laughs> Go click that five star, do a review, and then come right back. Oh, no. Actually, we're just going to be dead air for like five yeah. minutes actually, now. Tom, You're not going to miss let's, anything. Let's have a, a quick sip because right now we're going <laughs> to... I'm assuming you guys are pausing and writing a review. So just uh, cheers. <laughs> Take cheers, a sip because you. you absolutely need to shut up. So, cheers, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Right. Um, okay, now th- you're back. Thank you, guys. Thanks for writing Thank the Thank you so much so for that review. Oh, my gosh. It's so heartfelt and lovely. <laughs> now, before we get into it, of course, I want to talk about what's going on in the world with Drag Race and whatever. International All-Stars is actually a thing. It is. So we that's are, been We're confirmed. starting to get in confirmed things, aren't we? So what we know is that Bag of Chips and Blue Hydrangea are in it, according to official news outlets, which shall remain nameless because we're in Liverpool. Um, so, so that's interesting because we did predict blue hydrangea, but not bagger. 
uh, we actually predicted Davina. We were a bit mystified why her name wasn't in the I am, I am beyond shocked that Davina DeCampo's name is not in there. All mm-hmm. I can think of is that she got the offer and said, no, thank you. I can only assume that as well. But again, I don't really know why Davina... Maybe Davina didn't feel like the competition setting was great for her. We did see her struggle with the the setting at times, you know, being in a competition reality environment. I think wasn't fantastic for Davina's mental health. We saw at that time, perhaps she just doesn't want to go back to that pressure cooker again. I would love to have a conversation with her to discuss why. Well, she's obviously listening. So reach out Davina. We'll, we'll set she, up an she did like She did like my comment on Twitter when she I did. said... Um, well, isn't that funny then? Because mm. it was the comment about International All-Stars. Yes, and I said, but what about Davina? She liked it. And I'm like, well, that's what... Come on, give me a bit more. I'll tell you what At then, least the in me. That says to me... That for some reason she's been passed over because she liked your comments. If say, well, yeah, what about Davina? Mm, well, I don't know. I I look. Maybe it's not a full picture. We, I don't know. We did really also know. see a. Um, so in this news source, it said that there were UK, Canada, and Holland girls. I don't know if it mentioned US girls, but we saw another, you know, speculated leaked cast which included US girls. I feel like for this we could do without the US girls. They have their own all-stars platform. Well, you know, they've got so many platforms in their own. I want to see the international girls get a chance to shine. Also, Thailand wasn't mentioned. We have to profess our own ignorance about Thailand, but I am determined to delve into it at some point when I've got the time. Mm. There's some fantastic queens there. But this lineup that we saw featured some questionable queens. So one of them was Manila. I mean, come off it. Fourth time? Really? I also saw Envy Peru in there. A winner? Why would a winner go... Like, First of all, Tom, can I just say that we're, whatever this leak was, mm-hmm. can you block and report abuse on YouTube? Because <laughs> this is bollocks. It was questionable. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, mm, questionable. So, it yeah, was questionable. I, I do we wanna, love Envy. I would love to get a, an announcement mm. for an international all-stars... But all we can do is confirm that from our end here in the UK, mm-hmm. there has been confirmation of two of our queens. Yeah. So we don't know who the rest are. Maybe it's going to unravel in the next coming weeks. Yeah. I think international all stars because it's actually start. If you think about it, it's being if it's being filmed imminently and it's predicted that these girls are going to go off their social media quite soon. So we sh- we should know actually have fairly yeah semi confirmed li- cast list soon. Absolutely. Um, it's interesting that it's going to be filmed potentially before Australia or Espana are released. So Australia? It, sorry, down under. Tom, you're you need to back me. You, know, you really need to back it up. I'm like, sorry. What, can I, what do you have against New Zealand? Nothing. I love New Zealand. But, but why? But, so why do you keep saying Australia and you're not saying down under? I'm sorry. All I can say is I'm sorry. There was never, ever a release called RuPaul's Drag Race Australia. Nothing of the sort. I, all and I so say, why are you making up your own narrative? Why are you making up your own show? I pledge to do better. I mean, I, I, I mean we just got a whole lot of New Zealand listeners and followers, and they're going to hear this. I'm sorry, And I, I want to apologise. I want to apologise to my Kiwi, my fellow brethren, I'm my fellow sorry, queens. Guys, I'm sorry, <sighs> Go okay, on, Tom. Continue. Thank you. Um, so Down Under and Espana. So it just makes me think that there, there are new international franchises and perhaps international all-stars could become an annual sort of thing, drawing from, you know, now we have at least five, six different international franchises apart from the US. Do you know what? I need to be careful not to come off as aggressive because mm. apparently that's what I was 
when photography rep that wanted to come for me on Twitter? Well, I think I think I that was a hot button topic just then. I was I was belittling and minimizing the cultural contribution of New Zealand, and I apologize. I mean, maybe photography rep that was pulling an Elliot and just calling my black magic aggressive <laughs> so maybe the problem isn't me just kidding i ain't about that i'm about that i'm all about the love now talking about love i have to remind i have to say blm black lives matter and mm-hmm. we have to keep saying the names of the victims because it was it's so easy for us to forget after something becomes kind of like oh you know it's, it's past now we've it's had its moment no no no, no. it's not a moment this is life it's a movement yeah it's a movement and it's and it's still going until everything is equal Mm. so no blm thinking black lives matter and also i'm seeing a lot of this new it's not not even new it's the asian hate a lot of the clips against um, asian racism Mm -hmm. and i want to tell you right now i dare you i dare anyone to be racist to an asian or black person or minority in front of me I dare you. I I'm, I dare you to do that because I will. I am not. I am not a. I'm not a quiet kind of person. No, I am not. So I'm, and it actually makes my blood boil to, yes. to hear all these kind of things. Yeah. So um, I want to shine a light on it from our end to yeah. say that how no, we do not condone any kind of hate towards any minority of group, any don't. black person, any Asian, and to try it in front of me. I, I swear. Like the clips I'm seeing is just ridiculous. It's absolutely repugnant that anybody should be treated in that way because of their ethnicity and their background. It's it's human behavior just appalls me on a fairly regular basis. Um, and I think it's really good that a light is being shone on it because I think that sometimes Asian communities can be overlooked when it comes to talking about racism. I agree. Um, and that's not to minimize anybody else's plight. It's just, it, it's the there needs to be a spotlight shone on on the hatred towards I think it's Asian become people. worse because of the pandemic now I mean it's just such ignorance though that's what breeds it it's ignorance I mean, I mean, like we said try me there's so me. many stupid people in the world and stupidity and ignorance lead to hatred so yeah, we're on that bandwagon now. Mm. Tom, did you see the backlash at Lawrence after she won? Now we just did a podcast. Check it out if you haven't. It was released yeah. a couple of days ago. But there's been a huge backlash at people um, angry at Lawrence for winning. Now, first of all, I want to say, if there's someone you should be angry at, it's RuPaul and the production mm-hmm. team. They, the people who win, the recipients of the crown, have nothing to do with it. I'd say even first up, there's no need to be angry. It's a reality show. Um, there for our entertainment. Can you say one more time for the person who was just writing a review and, and didn't hear that? <laughs> they're writing a review and they've just come back and they're like, what, what What did he say? Can you say that again? There's just no need to spew anger or hatred when it comes to an entertainment TV show, which is, does, yes, it's a competition format and your favourites get knocked out and your favourites don't win sometimes, but really it's there to showcase the talent of fabulous artists and that's what we've had. We've had a season of that and that's what's to be celebrated. If your favourite didn't win... Send some love to your favourite. And Don't buy send some hate. merchandise. Do, do. Don't be sending hate. What saddened me is Lawrence didn't seem to be able to revel in the victory. Lawrence deactivated the comments on her Instagram. It's almost like she got scared when she won. She was like, oh, like, oh no, I don't. Yeah. She, it was a bit, you know, instead of being so celebratory, her mind went to, I'm going to get attacked because everyone yeah. wants Bimini to win. Like, why? Why is that? She uploaded her, her photo of herself in her in her eleganza look much later than Bimini or If you Ellie. If you heard our podcast, we were shocked 
But we did not take anything from Lawrence. I still think she was one of the front runners. She was one of the worthy winners. She's one of, but she, like, if we look at report card mm-hmm. and how the final episode won, let's just say, let's be out there and let's be honest, let's be transparent. Bimini should have won based Bimini. on that. However, Bimini didn't. And I'm not mad that Lawrence did. Sometimes other factors do play into it. And I do have this quite strong theory about how the winner of Drag Race is sometimes. Um, a reaction to the winner of the previous season as well. So sometimes there are certain things that that queen represents or embodies that weren't as strongly represented in the previous winner that the show wants to showcase as their ambassador for the next year. Would you say that it comes full circle, that it's a branding challenge? It's a big branding challenge, Empire. We need to celebrate Hmm. that um, uh, Lawrence is the first winner who's not a, you know, classically slim I'll just say the word plus size she's plus size you know, she's a, big she's a girl. Big girl she's a lovely big lady she's beautifully don't be- sugarcoat it she'll be- eat it beautifully shapely and Rubenesque lady yes um, and I think that's to be celebrated yeah it's rare that we get like a, a full on campy comedy although you know she she brought some really cool fashions as well did Lawrence she's not mm. just just camp and comedy yeah look it's unnecessary all of that stuff mm-hmm. get over it and just listen to the podcast yeah just listen to us we'll soothe your minds just Guys, go buy some tickets for Bimini's show. Go see After you her. write a review. Yes. After you write a review, a review just go buy some tickets. If go you thought support Bimini should have won. your favourite queen. That's where your energy should be. Now, yeah. I want to keep... I want to move on. Let's get on to the episode. Now, this episode is season 13, episode 11 goes... Goes the Queens. I don't know what they even mean. That's the title of the show. When we recap last like week... pop goes the Queens because it's soft drinks, pop, fizzy pop. Okay. Maybe. Ooh, I don't fizzy know. Pops. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, windy pops. Windy pops. Windy pops. So last week we did have to say goodbye to Denali. Denali was in the bottom with mm. Olivia Lux. Denali. And Denali was sashayed away. She grew on me week on week, Denali. My, I didn't like Denali that much the first couple of episodes because she went in there with a slight air of entitlement. especially. But I think the the whole weird setup of this season where they split them and had the kind of you know the go home pork chop girls and all that i think that gave her a sense of humility and her likability built from then and i don't think she was supposed to be a factor in the show i think she was supposed to be a filler queen but she she was actually a really talented and fierce performer she so it's was sh- it's a shame it's a shame that she's gone yeah, there's a lot of queens come in and say, I'm a fashion queen, I'm a dancing queen, mm-hmm. I'm a lip sync assassin, I'm this, I'm that. They, they talk. Yeah. She's one of the very rare girls who come in and brag about something that they're actually good at. Yes. She's actually good at dancing. She's actually, you know, she's the ice skater Milk claims she was. <laughs> she is. She's an actually good, she's an ice skater. So, I mean, props to Denali. I loved what she brought to the competition. I. Yeah. Can I just say as well that um, uh, th- there was a bunch of people, again, stupidly saying that uh, Olivia sabotaged Denali by putting her in that dress so she couldn't lip sync. Apparently that dress was a reveal. It was like a, the dress that Olivia had worn previously, which was actually a dance leotard with an attached skirt. It wasn't yeah. a full gown. So had Denali wanted to do some kicks and flips, had she felt it was appropriate to lip sync, she'd have done it. Exactly. And everyone needs to... I said it last time. Mm-hmm. I said it last... I think I said it last episode... Where it's the difference between people a, a lip sync like uh, Latrice Royale versus Kenya Michaels. Mm-hmm. Not every song requires a cock 
Karakakaka, a death drop, a split, a a backflip, a not everything requires that. A song doesn't, you know, you you can't have that one damn template to go and use on every lip sync. Mm -hmm. And I was good for it. This was a song about freedom, shackles on my feet, so I can dance, I want to pray. It was a a churchy song. It was. Why would you want to be doing death drops and Karakakaka to it? No, it it wasn't uncalled for. It wasn't called for. Mm -hmm. And being a professional dancer, being someone who knows dance, she knew that this isn't a song for me to be doing what I did last time, like Vogue and yeah. Split. This didn't call for her, so she didn't do it. Can I just as well reflect going into this episode? We've got two girls with no wins, Tina and Candy. Mm. Candy having been in the bottom twice, but Tina having been safe. Do you want to give us a rundown of the, the, scores. the current standings? What's the scores? George Dawes. Um, so Gottmik has two wins, no bottom two placement simone has three wins but one bottom two placement olivia has two wins one bottom two placement rose and utica have one win each but rose has never been in the bottom two and utica has once um so really as we get we're hold on, hold on. candy muse and tina Bruner have no wins but yeah. candy's lip synced twice. twice so as we're coming to this latter half of the the season production are now thinking they're already getting their ideas about who's top four and uh, Tina or Candy need to get a win soon to justify their place if they're heading for the top four at all. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes they're choosing between different girls and it, maybe it's between Candy and Tina now. But also Candy sets up this episode by saying kind of like, I've got to get a win. So I think it's going to be a Candy-centric episode. She's either going home or she's winning. Yes. Have they announced? So we have watched the beginning part of it and mm-hmm. the Maxi Challenge is it's confirmed this week is a soda branding challenge. Yeah. Well, yep. we got that in the, the trailer for last week, didn't we? Yep. So shall we see the rest now? Well, they do a little mini game, um, which again focuses on candy. It's like they make a big deal out of candy not being able to do maths or not being good at trivia or something. Um, it's kind of like embarrassing. I, it was a little bit needless. It was a yeah, little bit like... It they was were... really, really like, oh, you guys aren't smart. You're yeah. just... Uh, you know, drag queens are the smartest people, are they? I don't think they should be pointing like shame at people for their educational level or their aptitude for maths. But... Uh, one of the questions was literally eight minus. Was it? Was it? Was it, was it was... And then they were like, "Well done, Candy. Well done for getting that right, my darling. Come and pick up your diploma, dear. Come and pick up your diploma." <laughs> it, it felt a bit mean spirited, to be honest. But but again, you you would have easily answered any of those questions. I, I did very easily, and also Candy didn't. The, one of the questions Candy got right, which was. Um, did season one have an untucked she's right it didn't it had an online season which was called Under the Hood Under the Hood yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> 10 points to Gryffindor I don't know if you can still find it on YouTube but you used to be able to um, so yeah but again focus, spotlight on Candy again in this mini game because she wins it uh, not that it gives her any advantage because they just go straight through to the branding challenge okay well let's have a look mm-hmm. okay you guys don't know this but we've had a three hour break because <laughs> Because um, Dr. Tom, our psychiatrist, he, you know, who, who is forever fixing the UK? Okay, can I, can I just say he's doing his duty? You, you know, this Captain America, mm-hmm. Captain UK is Dr. Tom. <laughs> he's fixing us. Like, I don't know if you realize who Dr. Tom is. He's 
He's that girl. You know he is, okay? He who puts who puts coronavirus in the corner? She, me, her, she does. Okay, well, it wasn't today, but yeah. I'm, I'm on a non-resident on call. What so, I want to um, say that Tom had to go out. out. He had to go do a job. Now we're back, and let's get back into it. Let's get back. Into I had a lovely cocktail <laughs> while you were out. Just you know, I had out. lovely coffee. Yeah. Oh no, same thing. I love that you're sober and you're still doing this. This is the first time you've ever been sober. Yeah. Let's go on. Look, I just I just realized that we're podcasting. Did you know that? Anyway, I want to say this. Going off of the mini challenge, I, and I want to say this now, mm-hmm. I would love for us, Spilling the GNT podcast hosts, mm-hmm. to do a RuPaul's Drag Race quiz. If it, oh. be, if it be a RuPaul's Drag Race quiz in Liverpool, if we do it in Manchester and London, if we do a tour, I that's what I would want to do. I would want us to host a RuPaul's Drag Race Absolutely. quiz. And the ultimate quiz. Not just a quiz. Because <laughs> we, do you remember the quiz that we went to? The one where we were correcting the host. Where we had to correct the mm-hmm. host and then the host took points of us, which is why we didn't win. He was just jealous. He was. Anyway, so I, I'm serious. <laughs> I would love to host a RuPaul's Drag Race quiz. And I want to say this is our challenge. We need to get outside of the podcast studio. Mm-hmm. I would love for us, even if it starts local in Liverpool or Manchester, I would love for us to book a place, promote that we're going to be the host of a RuPaul's Drag Race Greg, like, wow, that cocktail! Thank you. Well, it really hits you just like that, like bam, like bam, bam. No, I would really love to host a RuPaul's Drag Race quiz, It'd and I think that would be great at it. True, nah. true believers only invited. Frankly, that's it. It's invitation only. Okay, you, there's a test that if you want to, if you want to buy tickets, it's a, there's a test there. Not even tickets; it'll be free. But before you get into the damn place that we mm-hmm. are hosting the quiz, you have to answer a few questions before you're allowed in. And one of them is: Have you written a review for us? Yeah, a five star right. review. Can you can you show us which which of these is your review? Please walk in. I'm serious. I want to make it our goal. We need a. I would love to get up there. I think it'd be fun. We book a place. Yeah. Hopefully we can get some kind of like discount on the alcohol for everyone. <laughs> but I would love for us to host the quiz. I would love to do that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's make it happen. I'm putting it up there. It's going to happen. Okay. We're going to manifest that. Now, first, uh, Maxi Challenge. Now, now, no, sorry, we already know the Maxi Challenge is you have to create your very own branded soda. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you where Dr. Tom and I are at. We've just seen the runway. Yeah. We've also seen the final adverts. Can so I before just make we go it... into there, I do want to look mm. into some of the workroom. Sorry, did I interrupt you? No, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make it clear to the guys that we've had to jump around a little bit because the judging was in between the adverts and stuff. And of course, we don't want our opinion polluted. So we've managed to avoid the judging. The so what he's saying is that we are remaining our authenticity mm-hmm. and originality with mm-hmm. our honest opinions. <laughs> so we have seen the advertisements yes. of these queens in the maxi stage. However, we did utilize the function, the yes. fast forward function <laughs> to go past their we feedback did. so that we could avoid that to give you our views. Because let's be honest, our, <laughs> our opinion is the only opinion that matters, isn't it, Dr. Tom? Oh, by the way, we did have the idea earlier of maybe... As we do with Drag Race Canada, doing a Drag Race UK, what would have happened if the judging was rational throughout? So we might be doing that soon, guys. We'll talk about that at the mm. end of the podcast, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so anything in the workroom before I go to the Mexi? Um, there was some interesting conversation in the workroom. I was particularly interested in, um, it's a very candy-centric episode. Um, I don't, obviously, I don't know how the judges go or what happens at the end, but I'm sensing a lot of candy-centrism today. Um, I thought it was... Um, 
another good vulnerable moment for Candy. Uh, we heard about a trauma that she suffered. Now, I don't know when grade seven is, but obviously I think it's in second high school, secondary school. Um, young, anyway. To our American fans, help us out there. Yeah. Win us in grade, tweet when, us or Instagram, go on. When she was young, um, she was gay bashed. She was um, assaulted very, very severely after school. Um, so much so that she needed surgery on her broken arm. And it sounds absolutely horrendous, like such a trauma. We've already heard f- uh, that Candy's had a pretty tough life. We had the lovely message from her mum in Untucked last week, but we also know that her mum's been in and out of jail. Mm. And so Candy's had a really tough life. And um, it was a little moment to reflect on her, the more combative side of her nature. So, you know, if I was thinking of it in cat terms, um, cognitive analytic therapy, um, we talk about people occupying reciprocal roles. So when people have been exposed to a certain strong force as they're growing up, they internalise it. So in Candy's case, assaults like this, and I think probably a lot of other factors in her young life, she was exposed to probably quite a lot of what we might call like an attacking or criticising or abusive sense. So she herself will have a sensitivity to that going forward. And that's why she feels quite prickly when other people come for it, like last week on the stage. Do you remember? It was a fairly mild criticism from um, from uh, Denali and Olivia, really. And um, she was really on the counter-offensive right away, wasn't she? So she's got a sensitivity to criticism or a sense of attack. Mm. When people have a reciprocal role, though, means that people also occupy the other pole very easily. So she goes from feeling attacked to attacking very, very quickly. And we've seen that plenty of times with Candy. I don't need to draw on examples. Um, but that's why she's... Examples include episode one, <laughs> two, three, through to the current 11. <laughs> but it's true, isn't isn't it? It's every episode. Yeah. Untucked, mm. level ones, two, threes, <laughs> all the way to 11. <laughs> and, and also... Uh, Instagram posts and tweet posts definitely. from last week, the week before, and the following weeks <laughs> to come. So I think that gives us a little insight. But what I like to see is Candy's really, really reflecting upon this. And mm. when you develop that insight, start to reflect on something. If you wish to, you can start to change it. And I think she's probably starting to see that when she flies off the handle, sometimes it's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, as we saw with poor Tamisha, it's you know, like the ghetto version to what you said, the mm-hmm. street version, <laughs> what they teach us, you know, in the alleyways uh-huh, before uh-huh. school. On the main streets, is, yeah. Mm-hmm. She has had to harden up. Yes, she's had to make sure she doesn't look like an easy target. Yeah. She has to make sure she doesn't look like a victim because those are the ones who it is. It's so easy to come for and it's so easy to bully. So she's learned from that experience. She's learned, you know, I want to attack before you even try to come for me. I'm going to come for you. Yeah, I want to make sure that you wouldn't want to come for me after I come for you because I want to shut it down. You're very right. You know, what has actually helped her to survive thus far has been a defense mechanism. She's now seeing in her current circumstances is is potentially problematic. Yeah. Also, there was a little glimpse of like, I don't think Rosé and Tina are any closer after last week. You know what? Complete 180. So last week, (laughs) Rosé and Tina were saying to each other, you know, I finally, you know, working with that person, I really see what they Mm -hmm, really are mm -hmm, like and they're really mm -hmm. strong and they're just an amazing entertainer Mm. and it took for me to do one episode of working with them. (laughs) Cut. Cut to 
Cut to the next episode. Uh, Rosie ain't going to have a moment. I want to say this. So Rosé said, mm-hmm. they're asking about, what's your brand? What are you known for? And Rosé says, you know, I'm ferocious. I'm hilarious. I'm a handsome woman. Mm-hmm. I brand myself as a comedian. These are her words. Rosé was like, um, sorry, that was Rosé. Tina was like, ah, um, yeah, th- that's a nice joke. Mm-hmm. And then Rosé says, thanks. Your jokes are landing too. Mm-hmm. And that starts kind of the motion. Tina was like, oh, Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> like, I'm not being serious, but I want to say, Rose, <laughs> that, you know, you, taste, you tend to say shit under your breath. Yeah. I want you to say it to my face. But she says it with that smile, like, I'm joking, but I'm coming for you. It was and very Rose, that. Wasn't it? Because was she was really plucking there. that fan in her exactly. face. And not only that, she came up to her. She mm-hmm. walked her ass from the left side <laughs> of the room. She walked up and she was like, <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. <laughs> but was it really a joke? Because I wanted you to tell me to my face. How you really feel. And Rosé is like, your face is like this. And Tina just repeats, say it to my face. Mm-hmm. So, I think Rosé really, really de-escalated that. She really withdrew because that she- could have gone somewhere else. But Rosé shut it down. She like, ha, 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 jokes, full stop, yeah. exclamation point, next paragraph, next page, control in new document. <laughs> That's what she did. She shut that down really good. Rosé is, is a natural diplomat, I think. And she's quite drama averse. But she also is quite good at giving people a fairly honest message in, in quite a palatable way. T- Tina, I, th- I, th- I think Tina's quite angry at this point in the competition. I think she feels slapped on and under-recognized and like Rosé is being appreciated more than her. And now it comes down to yet another kind of like branding funny challenge. I think Tina's really, really feeling the pressure. Like, if I don't shine this time, I don't think I'm going much further in this competition. Yeah, Tina feels about... Tina feels about Rosé the same way Rosé feels about Denali, uh, not Denali, the way, the way that Rosé feels about Olivia Lux. Remember, hmm. Olivia Lux was the new queen, Rosé was the yeah. queen, and she judged her. Now, we all know, even Michelle Visage knows, you know what, I bet you on this level, even RuPaul knows mm-hmm. the reputation that Tina Burner carries with her. Yeah. Reputation, you know, she has a reputation. Definitely. And so, Tina's looking at Rosé that same way. Tina's like, why are you getting all this praise mm-hmm. i'm tina burner i turned and burned i am yes. a name everyone knows me the judges know me your mom knows me your boyfriend <laughs> your ex knows me your dog knows me the fleas on your dog he's my best friend that's what i'm saying like she's she's that girl so there's there's that kind of coming out isn't mm. it so the reason why everything everything that rose says makes you pressed is because rose shouldn't be doing as good as her mm-hmm. so we'll find out more about how that goes later i do want to say that gotmik is probably becoming one of them i think she's more adorable than olivia lux so gotmik does this thing where she's she's running out her plan for how her mm-hmm. advertisement is going to go and she doesn't do it sequentially as in one two three she does it in <laughs> colors and in squares yeah. and i just thought that was one of the most you know in sequence so she doesn't do it like one, two, three. She does different colors and the colors go in sequence. Yeah. Sequences, sequences one, plural? Sequences two. Sequences two. Do you know Gottmik reminds... You know Gottmik is that teacher that doesn't give you A, B minus, C plus. She gives you rainbow, rainbow, fish, Crocodile. doorknob. <laughs> that's what she does. And yeah. you're, you're just... You're, that's, it's like that's, an arrested development. I, just, I don't know. I got a crocodile in math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much could it cost? Ten dollars for a banana? No. <laughs> no. So that so that's where we are right now. Let's fast forward it to the ads. Do you want to go through the ads and we'll yes. mix the rehearsals together with them? Yeah. Uh-huh, now uh-huh. the first girl that I want us to look at is a Utica. So Utica, I love her look in this. She looks like blooming Jane Morris, but. Um, 
she her thing is called Utican. Um, I found this sort of it's very visual, which I guess is Utica down really, but it was lacking in narration. It was quite confusing. I didn't really know what was going on. She was suckling the cow. The cow was drinking the drink. Um, she was talking about it helping with depression. I thought the voiceover was very, very kind of like, um, oh, what's funny here? Oh, I'll do what Alaska did and do the whole whispering kind of pretentious 90s advert voiceover thing. Okay. Overall, I was confused. And it's probably what I expected from Utica Confusion. at this point. Confusion. Mm. I thought Utica's one was very on a brand and the mm. that it's kooky and it just you don't know where it's gonna go do you know yeah. what i mean um do i understand the ad's intention yes i did i like the bit of dry humor i love the name Utican. Mm-hmm. what made it bad is that i hate when people re- begin to rely on being crude to be funny or crude yeah. to be you know to, to try get to them that's entertainment they were like for example Becca Chips remember her ad where she just became about slapping the sausage and she just became yeah. really, really like all over the place and she burped like for but also, me for Becca though at least that's on brand that's what Becca I does. think that it even went above and beyond okay. that I think it was it became desperate it wasn't on brand anymore she tried to mm. do something like how do I make you laugh how do I make you appreciate <laughs> me I'm gonna do everything gonna go further and further and there was kind of very much Utica's if Utica I feel like, you know, there's a, there's a part where she's, the cow is being fed the drink, the mm-hmm. uticant, and she's drinking from the udder. And I feel, feel like that didn't have to happen to communicate your message. It yeah. kind of got quite mad. The burping was all, I just, I thought it was, I didn't like it. She was hell bent on including Clara the cow as well, wasn't she, from the, who came through last week from the spiritual medium. But did she come through this week? <laughs> I don't think she did. There you I go. don't think Clara Tom, watching over. Would you buy Uticam? No. No. My answer is no as well. Mm-hmm. Now, let's move on. Candy Muse, she had the K special. Obviously playing on ketamine. Yeah. Is that what she was doing when she was licking her hand or was she being a cat? What um, do people do with ketamine? I don't know. I don't know, Tom. Do it's, they lick um, the hand? I you don't know, know, you put it with scrambled eggs. It's, uh, <laughs> it's garnish. It's garnish. <laughs> Just crumble it up. Yeah. So I, I liked her kind of Alaya-inspired leopard print catsuit. Um, with this, I didn't feel like there's a whole lot of acting involved with Candy being Candy. And it, that's what it's going to rest on. Either the judges enjoy Candy being Candy, which I suspect they're going to, because when they were filming it, Ross and Carson seemed to be super-duper entertained. It was a bit chaotic. Um... I did feel like, you know, any attempt at acting was kind of wooden. And it's 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 kind of like she was thinking too much. She was being like, what does Candy Muse act like? Instead of just being her natural charismatic self. That's what I thought. I want to say, you know, her... The case special was supposed to be, uh, you know, the VIP section and it can. Okay, do I understand... No, I I got a bit confused. Well, I guess was the it, VIP thing, sorry, was just a clever reference to her sitting alone in the PI, VIP thing, wasn't it? But she made no physical or similar references mm-hmm. for us to draw upon that. Yeah. Do you know what agreed, I mean? Agreed, agreed. So she just said it, but she didn't take us to a place for us to understand it. Mm-hmm. Now, what was good about this, let's start with the good. I'll tell you what's good is that I liked when they went to the hip-hop sexy, the hip-hop music, her trying to be sexy to sell a product, you know? Mm-hmm. The same as when you see a, a girl in a wet t-shirt wash a car, and you're like, <laughs> why is she there for a chocolate ad? Yeah. You know, people people are so desperate, and advertisers and marketers are so desperate that they rely on the six and i love how at the end of it she relied on the six what 
was bad as that was basic. Let's be honest, it was basic. Yeah. It was her in a Ruanamala costume slash ad. Okay. I okay. thought Coco Matrice was gonna pop out. <laughs> Seriously, it was her in there, and it was very, very. It didn't take you anywhere. It mm-hmm. was. Yes, that's right. It yeah. didn't take you somewhere. She stayed in the same location. Asking for a drink, falling, and then she's looking at from the 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 concept was basic, not basic, not much went into it. I was bored. Would I buy the drink? My answer is no. Would you buy the drink? No, the mix of ingredients sounded appalling for starters. You're so gay. (laughs) So gay, even asshole has a list. Okay, do you want to move on to Tina? Yeah, I think we should. So we both agree. It's a no. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. buy the drink. So Tina Burner, what do you think? Her drink is called. Burning up. Burning up. And I, yes. at least this is a clear concept. I could get what was going on. She was doing the 50s housewife thing. I felt like I stepped into one division. Um, and then, um, you know, then she was like, I'm having my drink. And she was very, like, prudish. And she's like, I'm confessing my sins. I said, damn. And I didn't. And then she. Yeah. What was it, Exxon Hun? I don't know. I went, it, was, it was a certain veil. <laughs> Blanche. I thought it was Blanche de Bro. You got to make up. You got two I Blanches. Bl- I was Blanche du Bois. I was relied upon <laughs> the kindness of strangers. Thank you, Syphilis. <laughs> um, and then, then she became like Sexy Tina, and I, I got what it was supposed to be. It was a funny concept and it was well put together. Her performance didn't quite match it. I was expecting more lols, and I didn't really lol, but I. Got the concept. The concept was funny. The delivery was slightly not quite there for me. Okay. I think, do I get what it is? It's a, yes. I got that it's a drink that changes your virgin self into a, a whore. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Yeah, and well, then that, let's that's call it. a spade a spade. Yeah. So do I understand the ad? Absolutely. The branding was very clear. There's mm-hmm. a branding challenge. This mm-hmm. is very clear. I knew exactly what this ad was trying to sell me. Yeah. What was good? The visuals. You're right. You know what? You know, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. This yeah. is who the cool mom wishes she was yeah. after the drink. Yeah. So I loved it. I loved the settings. I loved the change, mm-hmm. the the juxtaposition between the mm. you know the one division house yeah. into like you know um, the Book of Mormon hell yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it changed. Book of Mormon hell dream. Also, the roles. Her role went from very very innocent to very very slutty. Yeah. Even the characters of the pit crew who were joined in, they changed. The hell yeah, I can remember the visual puns. Example like, are you horny? It's a devil the trident. <laughs> That's very, very that's corny. But that's kind of yeah. like, that's the kind yeah. of humor that you appreciate when you're watching a quick ad. You're like, oh my mm-hmm. God, it's so silly. I actually really like Tina's ad. I like it better than the other two so far. Now, the question is, would you buy it? Um, of course I would. Who, I would. Who doesn't want to be a whore? I feel like it's liquid poppers. <laughs> yeah, you know, is. instead of sniffing it, now you drink it before burning up from it Tina. Might just be crystal meth. Yeah. Now, let's go to Simone. Now, Simone's product was mm-hmm. the gold tooth. You, you go first. I went first. With okay, so Miss Simone, who's here for the throne, gold tooth. <laughs> Do I understand the ad? Yes. Yeah. But I'll tell you how I understood it. I just mm-hmm. understood that this was a drink that has a lot of sugar. That's yeah. all I got. There was yeah, so many yeah. sugar, sugar, sugar. And it's a drink that's supposed to make you uptight, that, that changes you from uptight to just right. <laughs> What do I find that is good? I think, regardless, she doesn't matter what edge she was, she could have taken, she could have walked on stage yeah. with some other script. Simone would have performed that the same way she does yeah. 
in the only way she does, in the way that we all love, in the Simone way. I completely you know? agree. She's charismatic. She's mm-hmm. great physical comedy, great expression. It's the, but it's the same thing that we've seen all the time it's the same okay. my name's simone and i'm here for the throne and then the whole this fact factory and now it's the gold tooth mm-hmm. if it ain't broke don't fix it but also it's the runway it's the i showed mm. you last week the runway like you know it's i'll tell you how do you do the simone this is how you do the simone listen to me and do it do it with me right now <laughs> put your left hand out straight mm-hmm, now bend mm-hmm. it so that your elbow is yeah. tucked into your ribcage as if okay? you're holding a handbag in exactly. the crook is this there's the handbag mm. there mm. then i want you to look up at someone mm-hmm. do a quick down and up with your eyeballs <laughs> while you're shaking your neck left and right three mm-hmm. two one <laughs> and now say the words my name's simone and i'm here for the throne and throwing a lip pursing somewhere yeah so that's how you do the simone and that's mm-hmm. the same simone i've seen you're right if it's don't fix don't see that but you know there are other ingredients to acting, Monica. Well, do you know what? I'm I'm on the same page as you because I loved this ad as well, and I thought it was one of the strongest. Um, yeah, I, I got the concept. It was this like ridiculously unhealthy sweet drink, which in a way is probably like quite a clever commentary on the the soft drink industry in general. Um, her performance is fantastic. She's so easy and charismatic yep. and funny. And, and Ross and Carson both picked up on that. And it was really interesting, actually. Carson fully turned away to Ross and hid his face to say it and said um, she could say anything and she'll be funny. That's it. Um, which is the essence of Simone. There's something that people got and she's got it. She's got it. She's got Simone it. Simone has got it. Tom, would you buy the drink? Um, yes, and I'd die happy, apparently. I wouldn't buy the drink, but I love the ad. I would share the ad on Facebook. What I would I say, would, you so, know, I would tag my friends in it. I would share the ad, but I don't want to buy it. I, I guess it's interesting. It might be us playing favourites, actually. But these, we, we, you were really right to pick up on Simone delivering the same character repeatedly because that's what we say about candy and we criticize candy for it and we've not criticized Simone for it. So let's see what the judges think as well, well about that. I'll be honest. She's there, Simone and Candy. And also, I want to say, we haven't touched on her yet, but Olivia, they do the same character in everything. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They, I haven't seen different transformations. I've seen different adaptations of their own character into different things, which is what you want because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose yourself. But it's too much towards who they are as their personality as opposed to them being adaptable and how they act. I would argue, though, with Simone, she's very good at translating her persona into different characters and situations, whereas with Candy, it's a bit more she's just being Candy Mm. in different situations. It doesn't always translate. The thing is, for actors, we're often asked to... um, play characters that are outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, one time I had to play a brunette with migraines. <laughs> you know? And you were wonderful. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jane! Jane! Can't use this. You, you can't keep no. that in. Jane. There, are, there are no pages, Ross! There's no pages! No. Okay, but yes, that that's just what I think. Simone can sell anything. You know what? I just want to see, and I hate to say this, more versatility. Okay, That's well, it. maybe she'll get that feedback this week. Let's talk about Gottmik. I, okay, so compared to the actual putting together of the ad, the ad came out a lot better than I expected because they they 
They laid it on quite thick when she was filming. It's like, this doesn't make sense. The concept's not clear. And she seemed confused by her own concept, which we saw even during the planning phase, as you mentioned earlier. Mm. As it came together, I chuckled. I was entertained. I could see that it's it's a drink for people who are derpy and think that they're sexy to to give them that delusional sex appeal, even when they're not being sexy. So it kind of made sense. I kind of got it. And I laughed. I laughed. I was quite entertained, actually. I'm with you. Got mm. mix, got six juice, what's the word? got six, six juice, <laughs> whatever it was. It's, right. it's a juice that makes you sexy. You know, whatever you do, whatever mm-hmm. happens, it makes you sexy. Do I understand the ad? Like you absolutely. Mm-hmm. What was good is that it was a clear message. I knew exactly what this drink would do to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a good juxtaposition by using the same before and afters with this is what it's like without the ju- the mm-hmm. sex juice. But this is what it's like after. So I thought that was really, really good. I did see the Paris Hilton return. Hello. <laughs> but I really do wish you know, there's a moment where she falls down from the table. Mm-hmm. I wish that in the second time when she was demonstrating the sexy, this <laughs> is how I fall down with a sex goju. Go-go juice, whatever it is. Uh-huh. I wish she fell down and landed in like a death drop with her leg in the air just just to camp, <laughs> camp it up a bit yeah. more and really, really illustrate the difference between the before and the after. I thought she her, looked like Kylie Jenner in this as well. With her physical framework. comedy maybe could have been a bit better, but it wasn't missing. It was there. But yeah, I thought her physical comedy improved. was really good. Yeah, she, her physicality. Uh, especially from what we expected from her. Now, you're right. The rehearsals made it look like she was going to struggle. Got Mick, I really enjoyed your ad one of the better ones so would i buy the drink absolutely i I would down that before i leave the house to go to any club (laughs) any club any club any club where we all fam would you buy the drink yeah yeah yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what you want. You know, as a recipient of this advertisement and marketing, mm-hmm. the real judgment is whether or not that person will buy the product or they just like skip the channel or go to another web page. Yeah. Now, Olivia, talk to me about hers. So basically what I've written down for Olivia, that it was just, it was kind of cute and fun and very Olivia. And, and she had like high energy and, and that's kind of it really. Same note, same mm-hmm. thing that we've seen since the first episode, since every everything. Mm-hmm. She's comfortable playing one character. She will not play the brunette with migraine. <laughs> she Come won't. On, she Olivia, won't challenge yourself. She, I, she's like, I don't want to see that. 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 <laughs> That's what she was. She, she's only comfortable playing that character. You're mm-hmm. very, very correct. I didn't understand the ad as in she went. The ad showed her going through the desert to look for something that we don't know what it is yet. Yeah, it was it was some kind and of it's like only live. until she drank it that she realized, oh, this is then they described the beverage. For me it's like, why would you go through a desert? I do love the scene where she's in the desert and then there's a mirage of the redhead pit crew the pit walking. Crew guy, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really, really hilarious. <laughs> you know, why would you go through the the desert? Why would you go through the storm, the snow, to look for something you don't know? It, it seemed like the idea was yeah, it was a bit foggy. I th- I, th- I think it was supposed to be, oh you you too can feel like live live, but like I think she could like play it even more because you know like that cheesy live laugh love kind of thing could have been because you could have played in it further. The thing that I have up in my apartment, <laughs> you certainly do not have that up because I would rip it down. Um, but yeah, it, it could have been that you know she could have like gone cheesier and like 
played even more on the layer of character. They in the rehearsal, not rehearsal, the filming, they kept on trying to make her go further and further. She needed a little bit of direction and prompting. I wondered if she could have gone even further. You know what? There's she's really, really good at playing the good, sweet girl, you know? And the opposite of the good and sweet is the bad and sour. <laughs> she can't play good and sweet and bad and sour. She can only play good and sweet mm-hmm. and less good and less sweet. So, so she can't go the other way. We've never seen her go there. She only plays that character, that personality, that energy in different variations of that same energy. You're right. It would have been interesting to see her actually go for a bad girl character that would have been so good and had a sour drink but she won't she's not she won't I told you she won't play the brunette with migraine song (laughs) now I don't do I understand the ad no because they only explained Mm. what she was looking for after she drank it and it's like when you go to you know when you go to like a party or a club and someone gives you something they're like take it and you're like what's gonna do they're like you'll find out later Mm. it's like no 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 no. I wanna find out what it does (laughs) before I put it in my mouth I'll I'll stick to the glasses I was was like what is it they're like you'll find out later no 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 tell me now so (laughs) her ad was very very much the whole tell me later I'll take it now and oh maybe it'll hit me and then she's dead oh no very socially irresponsible oh goodness block her account tell twitter instagram off with a blue tick yeah but yeah that's what I think about her now who was next after Olivia was Rosé so Rosé I thought again was one of the stronger ones Um, I liked the she really went for the self-deprecation um, she poked fun at herself and I really like that it showed a level of self-awareness a level of intelligent humour um, and it was a fun sort of comedic performance what did you think? I always have to go by because it's an ad mm-hmm. I need to understand what are they selling I thought that was what, quite clear and what yeah what mm-hmm. am I selling and will I buy it okay did I know what she was selling absolutely this is a drink that makes you feel perfect and honest and it gives you energy for me it's like isn't it alcohol <laughs> yeah isn't that, doesn't that already exist anyway so do I understand the ad yes I loved the visuals I loved the comedy in it you know how it's like it doubles as in sports drink and then she's <laughs> like I'm not drinking that. <laughs> yeah, Do you know? Yeah. So the physical comedy of the advertisement, I loved. I love the way that she actually stands and introduces the product. It's the, it the rosé flourish. Exactly. It's, it's the the flourish, but it's also like with a combination of the old school and mm-hmm. like with this product here, if you buy two for three ninety nine, you know, it was very, mm-hmm. very, she captured that essence. Now, what was bad? I wish that when she introduced that there was a new ingredient and it was like the new ingredient is criticism, you know. <laughs> and then when the pit crew came and he's wearing that giant frock mm-hmm. and he's like, is this flattening? Her response was no. It isn't. I wish that if he asked that it was flattening, she said, no, it's fattening. <laughs> Something that it's was been very... some sort of read yeah, in there. someone that really showed okay. that this is being critical. It's I did a, enjoy, though, her reference to the critiques on the runway. And they're like, well, you do wear an awful lot of tool all over your body every week, which I yeah, actually really had enjoy. That. But... And I also think, like, the concept of the drink was a clever play on her name as well. So she's got her branding down. Yeah. Would you buy it? Yeah. Yes. Again, absolutely to me. I want that in... I want a pack of 10. <laughs> so these are the girls in the ad over all the time, so... This is the ad. Uh, who had the best ad for you and who had the worst ad for you? I think... Um, 
Oh, I'll tell you my favourites. Okay. okay. So Simone, um, yep. Rosé, mm-hmm. and probably got Mick, actually, yep. in the end. Really? Okay. Yeah, I put Tina firmly in the middle. Yep. Utica, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Candy, I didn't rate. And Olivia was like, low safe. She's in the middle as well with Tina. I'm with you. The bottoms yeah. for me is Candy and Utica. Yeah, to me, they're the clear bottoms. I think that the best ads was either Rosé or I really did like Simone's, Rosé and Simone. And then second equal is Got Mick and Tina Burner. I think they've had the great ads. Okay. Um, Based, obviously, we're going to see the runways and commentate on those in a second. Um, The other aspect is um, Simone's fresh off a win, and it's a little bit like who do they want to push to the finale? So, Rose could be up for a win this week, or it could be Simone's fourth win. Let's go to the runway. So, Mm -hmm. the category is Beast Beast. Couture. (laughs) So, now let's go to the runway here. Tom, tell me what you think of our lovely queen here, Utica. I really loved this. This was great. So, it had a bit of a um, yellow and black colour scheme, very furry, which always gives me a queen bee vibe. You know, she was like a dark queen bee shuffling down the runway. When you say queen bee, do you mean queen Beyonce or a bee as in buzz a, buzz? A bee. Like I was thinking of, remember, you know that video game Darkstalkers and they've got the character QB, the queen bee and that. It was a little bit like that, but kind of elevated. Or Vespiquen from Pokemon. Oh, there you are. Mm-hmm. Vespiquen. That, that kind of thing. I just think that I love the costume. Death really does become her. It really does. Yeah. Um, she made reference to Maleficence as well. And, and, and there was the, this fun, kind of like furry muff Anna Karenina thing going on as well um, re- I think this is really really cool the, the whited out contact Absolutely. lenses the sleek hair very dark and very like mysterious and a little bit scary I is it a that. yas or pass a yas we need to make this a thing okay yas it's or a pass. yas yeah, okay yeah. now talk to me about candy let me go first do you remember that scene in Valerie Cherish mm-hmm. where she yeah, has to absolutely. go in the green suit and, she, and then she has to walk, she used to spin around and yeah. around and then like, you know, mm-hmm. I really thought it was Valerie Cherish in the sense that that was a joke and so was this. I mean, all that happened here, remember when Kimura was being the tree a few weeks oh ago? Oh my God. She, she, left ups- behi- she left behind her green screen suit <laughs> yeah. and that, this is what this is. Like this... It would be great for us. <laughs> this costume is great for us. Is that what she said in the yeah. message? She said, she said, Candy, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> um, I... I mean, uh, Mama, this is garbage. Look, I, I don't I don't need to see that. I mean, I, that's... I, 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 do you know what? I'm going to say Candy's done some really fierce looks on the runway this season. This is a complete misfire. And I, Are you saying that she's beautiful, but, but she she's not, not be- looking beautiful, beautiful tonight? So, having said that, her makeup is kind of trashy as well. For somebody who often does really good makeup. So, also from the same movie we're referencing, her makeup is terrible. <laughs> Look at her. Look her at makeup her. Is terrible. Her makeup is terrible. And also, like, why she got Roger the Alien from American Dad hanging around her. This makes absolutely <laughs> no sense and it's hideous. I'm yeah. sorry. It's, it's it's far far from me to often use that description, but this costume that she's wearing is hideous. I have to agree with everything that you're saying. I, I mean... I mean, it's not just the bodysuit. It's a body and head suit. You know what? She should just put herself in a a body bag suit. I'm going to tell you what, yeah. To the funeral. Tina and Got Mick are not her friends letting her go out like this. 
They're just not. There's sabotage going on. Look, you know but what? Backstage, they're like, yeah, it's going to get fierce. Never saying so. Like, Gee, oh, yeah, my they're goodness, like, oh my god, oh. like really? She oh. thinks that she's going to make it to the finale in that costume? Yes, Grace. <laughs> you know what? This, this. You know what? This would make you forget about depression. This look right here. So, um, I want you to leave. I want you to know that this is cures depression. This is the joke. Oh. It's funny. <laughs> now, Tina, let's look up at Tina. I like not- this. Okay, go mm. on. So, to me, um, it, she made that reference to Sansa Lamb. So, it's kind of like Buffalo Bill's woman suit, but made out of teddy bear parts. It was a little bit Builder Bear Workshop. Do you remember those wear bears? No. They were like cute teddy bears, but you'd fold a few things in them into that, and then they'd have like fierce teeth and fierce eyes, and they were like werewolf teddy bears. I remember like stones. Me Um, and my friends would collect stones, and then we'd play knuckle bones. (laughs) Before you call out out my white privilege, I didn't have a werebear, my friend. I didn't grow up eating gold and have a flying (laughs) pony. Okay, Dr. Tom? So she's kind of like a science lamb's werebear. Okay. I love it. First of all, let's talk about makeup. No. Okay, the makeup could be better. The ba- makeup could represent... Her makeup is it's terrible. terrible. It could represent a bear better, given think, that's the concept. You know what? I think even bears will be offended. No, oh, you're a, talking about the animal? No. <laughs> she, she, could, she could have painted on her nose and, you know, give, given herself more of a bear feel. It's like, you know how, like, some people have that makeup where you... It's a makeup in a packet and you, un, and you unpack the packet and but you, you know, put it on your face. Do you know I think she's like, doing? Yeah. I think she's spooky doll who skinned a bear and that's why it's kind of spooky doll makeup. I, I think just, that's the concept. I just think it's... Um, I don't, I don't get it. It's, you know, it's like where the wild things are, but the gay version. Okay. I've got, uh, that, you know, that's what I think of another girl's outfit. But, but I, I, that's what I thought of hers. But what about Simone? I'll go first. First of all, this is, do you know that fetish? Yeah, the, I, I'm, uh, I completely flurry? know what you're going to say. Furry. Furries? Yeah. Is this what, the, this is the exact look, isn't it? So yeah, this now, is exactly what's shame going on. Here. No, absolutely not. Love your life, but is this what it is? Basically, if she went to a furry convention, she'd be the most popular girl there. I oh, I remember I saw a video not like I I love there's there's a guy on the on YouTube called Wang who does a, amazing videos about like weird things on the internet. Everybody check him out; he's fantastic. Um, but he did one not long ago about um, a guy who who built like. A, a, a doll like a life-size doll with real there weren't real human bones in the end they were replicas of human bones of amy from sonic the hedgehog and it was supposed to be like a furry fantasy thing like he could cuddle it and stuff but also this looks like a bit like tails from i sonic. was gonna say yeah. this is the drag ver- this is tails who's like sonic i'm i'm doing drag yeah we're on the main stage of rupaul's <laughs> drag race episode 11 and then here she is this is she's beautifully padded um it's a looks like a really high quality costume she looks fantastic talk to me about god mick so born a girl baby baby. um so got mick looks fantastic i enjoy this um reminds me of a lot of monique hart's looks monique hart often incorporates these well do you remember her makeover look in in season four this incorporated eyes and stuff and she does a lot of this kind of like graphic pop art kind of stuff so yeah it's, it's a little bit like um again i'm reminded of these werebears with the eyes and the teeth i think it's really really clever with these eye shoulder pads and the the two absolutely skirt. agree with it um really clever really interesting um I, I i 
you know, I'm trying to think like, what's it remind me of? And I'm kind of drawing a blank. Look, I just think it's really, really buzzy when you finally see it. The eyes and the mm. teeth. I love it. Gottmik can do no wrongs on the runway. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the runway will always save her. I mean, unless it's a rap or a dance, but this is yeah. her element, her oh. makeup, her fashion. Perfect. I'll tell you what it reminds me of. I don't know if you got it in New Zealand, but we had this cartoon here when I was little called Trapdoor. And the theme to you went, don't you open that trapdoor. And then in, the, in when they were doing the theme tune, um, all the, it was all these graphic kind of like monster eyes. And it's okay. very like that. We didn't get that. But let's move on to Olivia. Olivia it looks like a gay version of where the wild things are. Oh. That's exactly what she is. Oh, oh this where you use yeah. it. She's in pastel blue and green um sauntering around it's a very where the wild things are silhouette with the horns um she's cute she's cute i think i just think that her brand is smiling you know how we just said this she can't go there's good and bad she can't do good and bad she can do good and less good that's it now there's another example where she can't fully go to the other side. I don't see a beast. I see a beast. Yeah, yeah very. A beast. It's, I don't see a beast. It's it's a it's a candy it's a, rainbow version of I don't a fierce like, creature. I don't like the colors together at all. I think it's quite simple. It's like the category is beast, and she's like a bodysuit with horns. Mm-hmm. I mean, it flowers in spring groundbreaking <laughs> i mean to be fair a lot of them have, have worn furry um body suits on this occasion talk to me about miss rose well i always say whenever i see a femme devil like this i think of him from the powerpuff girls yes and is this not who she's going for I, I i that's that's what i see it's very kind of camp devil and who doesn't love a camp devil i think this is fantastic i love the furry details on the shoulders on the hips and the claws are fantastic it just gives her this very kind of like limp-wristed yet fierce look yeah i I think that she's something that you'd find in the forbidden forest in harry potter Mm, seriously yeah she's probably related to one of the winifred sisters from salem you know what (laughs) here it is She's the gay Satan. Yeah. Well, that's what him is. Yeah. She's who you will see in gay hell. Mm -hmm. You know, like a fiend. Boost. (laughs) Okay, look, we've seen it all. She's coming for those Powerpuff Girls, definitely. We've seen the costumes. Mm -hmm. The costumes. We've seen the the runway. We've seen the runway. And now we're a costume. (laughs) We've seen them. And we've also seen the ads. Yeah. Who is your tops and bottom? It's between Simone and Rosé this week, and I'd be happy if either of them win. Um, I think both of their costumes are running the better on the stage. And, I mean, Candy should be in the bottom this week um, because what she wore was trash. Unfortunately, Candy, you're a gorgeous girl and you've worn so many good outfits, but this was trash, Mama. And the other one who's in the bottom, Utica's runway was fantastic, but... Her ad was the most confusing for me. The only other one who who'd vie for it is maybe Olivia. She's she's but she's still very like safe bottom from her from her um advert, but then her runway kinda missed the mark for me. Okay. Who was your bottom? That was it? Yeah, it's definitely candy in between Utica and Olivia. For me, the winner of this week is Rose. Rosé has mm-hmm. won this it's between Rosé and Simone. The bottoms this week for me would be Candy Muse and Olivia. Yeah. That's what I think. So, yeah. uh, shall we have a look? Let's. 
Okay, first of all, let's talk about the judging and whether or not we agree with what they have said. Wow. The winner this week is Simone and Rosé, who so were our fully, top two. Fully, we can get on board with so that. So 100% we're happy with girls. that. This means... She has four wins. Simone has four wins. Bringing her equal with her sister, Gigi Good. Oh my God, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Although She's... Gigi was never in the bottom two. Oh. So I'm sure she'll lord that over her. <laughs> oh, oh, no shade, no shade, no shade. Yeah, that's what Gigi would say. Yeah, I was. Uh, did you lip sync? Oh, what's it like? Because I would never. I, I'm not even saying that. She wasn't much. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But no, Rose, I, first... I think this pushes Rose as a real con- top four girl now. Let's just say that. The bottom two was Tina Berner and Utica. But, but before we get on to that, Candy Muse was safe. She was, she was more. Was she safe. was high safe. She was the first one told she was safe and she got really pro- positive critiques. And I, Are you I'm, serious? I, my mind is boggled. I am confused. Um, I'm interested to see what the internet thinks about this afterwards. But there we go. I, I'm trying to be cool, calm and collective. <laughs> Like Candy Muse promotes, but and I'm not angry at Candy. I'm I'm smarter than that. Why the hell yeah. have the producers yeah. chosen to do this to me? Big, they, to me specifically. To you specifically. Why are they attacking me. you in this way? That Candy is great TV. Candy is an agitator within this group of girls, and you're right. They yeah. keep it around. I would say, raise your hand if you've ever felt victimised by Candy Muse. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Candy, you stay one more week. I'll tell you what. When I was watching the judging, the judges talking about Candy, I, was, I almost felt like they were acting. I felt like they'd been given a script and they were like, ha, 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 positive things about Candy, positive things about Candy's performance this week, positive things. Even they were talking about her runway and they... Any other girl, they'd have torn her a new one. And then they were talking about this and they were, ha, 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 it's so funny. She was wearing this really, really terrible outfit, but I'm so amused. Uh, amused. Mean, Get it? That was trash. Mama, Mama was that was garbage. trash. So, Candy Muse is doing something right. Now, let's get to the bottom two. The bottom two was Utica and Tina. The lip sync was My Humps by Black Eyed Peas. Who won the lip sync? And I'm telling you this. I know this. I know better than anyone on that show. Yeah. The winner of that damn lip sync was Tina Burner. It was Tina Burner. It was no, Tina Burner. No thoughts. I don't have to... Think about it. It was Tina Burner by far. Who would my tips be going to? Tina. Who would get me off my seat? Tina. Utica was being Utica. How many? Like, it was. You know what? I don't understand what's going on. Why do they hate Tina? You know what it is? I don't know why they hate Tina Burner. Because Graham Norton was like, hey, Ru. (laughs) No, no. You listen. Graham Norton called Ru Paul and was like, you do know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bitch hurt me. He broke my heart. Absolutely. He took half of my money. I want you to do him right. And now this is what happened. Rue, Tina Burner. I want you to string her along just enough. Get her to the top seven, but no further. Yeah. Do you hear me, And Rue? she thinks she's a singer. <laughs> Put her in that bottom that week. <laughs> and that's exactly what's going on. Tina <sighs> Burner did not deserve to be in the bottom. Tina Burner, for me, was at the yeah. very least high safe. But I thought she could have been one of the contenders. It's crap what's going on. Tina Burner uh, has been done dirty. She won the lip sync. I don't understand. It's really, really mind-boggling. I appreciate what Utica was trying to do here. I mean, Utica was wearing a spooky costume, and so she was going for a kind of, like, comedically spooky take. But, I mean, Tina embodied the song really well. It's a it's a silly slash sexy song, isn't it? It's called My Humps. It's, 
it's bouncy. And she she was working every inch of that stage. She pulled out some silly moves, silly sexy moves. She was being fun, campy, all the rest of it. And Tina, she was not rewarded. I and I felt so bad know, for her. Tina did not lose this lip sync. No. Okay, it was just her time on a piece of paper, but this has nothing to do with her performance or her skills. So let's just leave it at that. I, yeah. I admired her for being so gracious when she was leaving. And, and even even then, you could tell she was confused for doing her best with this information. So sorry about it, Tina. I'm sorry, Tina, but you, you, you just have to step. Well, good luck. We'll come to one of your shows, okay? Mm. Now, thank you very much for listening to Spilling the Gene Tea podcast. We are going to be, you know, a, a few hours late, but as I said, <laughs> Dr. Tom had to save the world. I was, it was an emergency. She was emergency. caught out. And people don't realize who Dr. Tom is. You know, you guys <laughs> just think that he's, what, he's a podcaster. <laughs> She's that bitch. <laughs> she is. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us here. If you haven't already, please pause or after this podcast, write us a review. We're trying to get to 20 and so far we've got seven. So we just need a lucky so, 13 so to get us there. Thank you very thank you. thank you very much if you have done it. It really, really helps us. But also, if you haven't followed us on Twitter or Instagram, please do so. Just mm-hmm. look for our name on the search bus. Please uh, do. But for now, that's us. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. See you guys later. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.